0: Hey community, welcome to our sermon podcast for wanderers, seekers, and thinkers, for deconstructing and reconstructing. This is a feed of Open Door Church, a faith community focused on God's love and grace, a progressive church built around action, community, and people. Enjoy this week's message and check back often as we're posting new content every week. Peace be with you. I wasn't sure that was going to work. <laughs> Shalom Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum. We use this term, not us as much, but, but around the globe, we use this term to, to greet one another and to say goodbye. And uh, this series is really about that and about why and about what what the world can and should look like if we have uh, a deeper perspective on Shalom. Mm-hmm. I want to begin by acknowledging that uh, we hold our service today on the unceded territories of the KC First Nation and Kwantlen First Nation peoples. And I feel like that's important specifically because we are We're going to spend the next six weeks talking about the unity of people and land, creation and life. And I feel like that can't happen without us naming that piece. So Shalom, we're going to do a bit of an introduction this morning. This is the noun, shalom. Uh, but, but we're going to be exploring throughout the next few weeks all of the, the, the sort of depths of what shalom is biblically and, and how we need to rethink the world around us in light of the idea and the concept of shalom. It's kind of complicated because in Hebrew, that's Hebrew. Uh, in Hebrew, there are many, many fewer words than we have in English. Ancient Hebrew. And so when we talk about a word, we often have to, we often translate one word many different ways throughout the text. This isn't foreign concept to us. When we talk about all kinds of things, we, we use them in context. So if I say, I love you to my significant other, it means something very different than if I say that to a friend. Or if I say it about coffee, which I do love coffee. But someone translating love, the word, 500 years from now is going to have to differentiate based on the context of who I'm speaking to and what I'm speaking about to identify what I'm really saying when I say I love you. Same thing happens here. Uh, The word shalom has a vast number of meanings and uses in the biblical text. And I think part of this series is is pulling all of those things together and saying, what is the root? Because the root actually, let me back up here. The root actually is, is this, these three letters right here. And this is sort of a vowel that gets added sort of, kind of, it helps us read the word properly. And so, so part of the, the series is pulling all of those different uses and meanings and explanations together and saying how can we identify the fullness of what that root word actually means and take that and run with it to to understand the world to understand god better to understand our own faith and the way we connect with one another uh with with nature with the cosmos with creation with uh with our family And also internally with ourselves. How, how do we find ourselves at peace? That's the broad stroke of what are we trying to do here. So let's talk about a few of the meanings. And what we're going to do, the idea is each week we will take, um, we will take a a scripture or a couple and a, a separate meaning and then pull that back to our broader conversation uh but this first week i want to do an overview and a sort of a a big picture of what we're trying to do uh so we're going to talk about some different uses and some different things that it means to give you just sort of a glimpse of like all of the different places that we can think about this and then and then i want to do just a big picture across the whole bible uh so if you're new to the bible this is going to be great cuz i'm just going to like knock out like one thing after the next and it'll be It'll be awesome. Uh, so we started with, with a greeting. Uh, so if, if you are in a high church or a more liturgical church, you might have, and you responded appropriately, which was amazing. You might have respond, you might have done this call and response. So peace be with you and also with you. And, and often, uh, we set aside time. We've done it a few times and you feel very awkward when we do it, but that's okay. Often we set aside time in churches to, to uh, do a passing of the peace and you share peace with those around you. The short answer to this word is that shalom is translated as peace. That's why we're talking about peace here. And in, uh, in the Jewish tradition, you greet each other with the word shalom by itself or uh, shalom Aleikum in the islamic tradition you and and actually many arabic traditions that are not islamic as well greet each other with uh, assalamu alaikum which is the same peace be with you that's the hebrew too peace be with you and so so we have this sort of as the like starting point of our conversation this sort of blessing this moment of bless you or go with peace or uh health be with you Uh, I always find it interesting, um, I spent some time in Germany and the, instead of bless you after you sneeze or something, the word is essentially health, like health to you. And this is kind of the same thing. It's this sort of, this sort of blessing or peace or, or welfare. Okay. Let's just knock the rest of these out because this is, there's a long list here. You ready? The word can be used in all of its different ways, uh, to make peace or to keep peace, to restore, or to replace. It can be used in terms to reconcile. It can mean to complete something, or to be completed. Building a wall, or finishing a task, or we might talk theologically about uh, God's work coming to completion. To remain healthy. To make complete, to make intact, or to make restitution. To finish, to complete, to carry out, to deliver, or to bring about deliverance. And it can be used uh, as just general welfare, as in, in terms of a city, or a community, or that famous Jeremiah 29 that we put on, all, on the backs of all of our football pads is shalom. It is um, seek the welfare, seek the shalom of the city. Uh, sorry, that's connected. Those are different quotes, but connected. It can also, and this gets a little bit dicey, but it can also be used in context to, uh, to talk about vengeance um, but you'll notice across all of these, the word is being used to, to fix things that, have, that are either wrong or that need completing or that are broken to restore, to replace. In the laws, if you uh, want to spend some time in Leviticus, I'll help you through that. Just come talk to me. In the laws... Often, this is the word that is used when we, when we read, uh, if such and such happens or if somebody does this, the restitution or the, the replacement of that item is a process that is connected to the word shalom. So it is about restoring often relationships, communities, people. When we get to the Ten Commandments, most of those laws are about the community. And they are a, it is a process of creating a peaceful, a whole community that cares and can live and look after one another and is honest and full of integrity. All of those things happen in the completeness of Shalom. So before we get into our zoom-zoom uh, through the text, I want to do one more thing, because most of the time, not all, But in many cases, shalom is used communally. No, what does that mean and who cares? It means that when we talk about the welfare, we're not talking usually about an individual. When we talk about deliverance, we're not talking about an individual, usually. When we talk about... When we talk about peace or completeness or harmony, most often when this term is used, it is used for communities. We have a very hyper-focused theology on the individual in most Christian churches and communities and places. But Shalom is, is bigger in the sense that it is primarily focused at communities And about the fullness of God's creation. So I just want us to keep that in mind as we go along. Because we're going to do some individual stuff because it is there and it is important. Uh, But on the whole, I want us to be thinking about what does it mean to view the world from this perspective of shalom. In the sense of our connection to everyone, to everything, to God's creation, to our own Work to our families to, to Anita Place tent city all of that is part of the process of understanding the world through the, the view of Shalom or through the perspective or I don't know the work of God we could we could back up and do that. Okay, you ready? Genesis 1 Genesis 1 tells the story of god creating order out of chaos we can do the scholarly work and the theological work and everything that comes out of that but the the story or the the poem that is is telling this story is being told through the process of god creating order out of chaos bringing into completion the created order that has run amok and is bringing those things into fruition and into completion. The story is a story of shalom and everything that follows is a story of bringing about community to the world around. So we move, we're going to skip some things. So we move from Genesis 1 and this, and this story of of Shalom, And we move into Abraham, and Abraham is sort of our first real introduction to what God is doing in the world. We have these little stories ahead of that, and then we hit Abraham, and it's this one focus on Abraham's family for quite some time. And Abraham is blessed by God, and in that blessing, the words that are used are, I am blessing you so that you may be a blessing to others. So I am, I am doing the work through you so that you can restore and renew and, uh, and lift up and bring wholeness to the world around you. No one does this. This is not a thing that just happens to be that Abraham's going to try out too. Okay. In, in a, in a society or in a, culture and place and time where you have to look after your own family and everything is about survival because the world is very difficult to simply survive in. You shore up your walls. You take care of your own. You make, uh, you make strategic decisions that protect your, your family, that protect your community, that protect your tribe. That is the way the world has to function. And for, for the, onset of the biblical story to say we're not going to start with this family for the sake of this family. We're going to start with this family for the sake of bringing wholeness and completeness and that blessing of peace to the world is a whole new idea and that's what Abraham is called into is this story of bringing peace and unity to the world. I don't know if we miss that when we read that story because we're so focused on Abraham and taking Isaac up the mountain and stuff like that, which is all very interesting and sometimes dark. But, but the launch of this Genesis one, Abraham is this story of shalom. Uh, some things go south, we don't know all the details, but all of a sudden there's a, a large group of people living in Egypt under this place of oppression, and God's response is, I have heard the cry of the people. And from there, begins laying out, and so now we're going to talk about that, that use of deliverance, or delivering one, or bringing, uh, I don't think I named salvation, but salvation is a part of that definition there bringing these people, hearing the cry of these people, and restoring and replacing what should be right and what should be orderly in the world by pulling them out of oppression. This is the God of Abraham and Moses. This is a God of shalom. Next things next, Uh, they get this land... It's quite an interesting process. We're going to skip the wilderness. We're going to skip uh, their their wandering and and how they get here. And eventually, they have uh, this uh, this story that unfolds into a kingdom. But the kingdom is is a difficult place to do this concept that we were just talking about, about Abraham and the peace of the world around you and, and bringing about wholeness to the world. Because in a kingdom, you need a kingship and you need to elevate some over others and you need, again, to protect your borders. You need to defend yourself. Everything comes into place that, that is required of a kingdom and the prophets continually speak out to restore wholeness and completeness to the world that is around them that is broken. This is the story of Shalom. Eventually, they are all swept away, or at least a large majority, or some major some piece of them, and uh, taken into um, into exile. They wait and they wait, uh, and. Persia is the one that says, well, you can go back and you can rebuild. And the term as they're rebuilding is rooted in the word shalom, as they are rebuilding the walls and they are rebuilding their temple and they are making complete what has been broken and they are bringing about wholeness in what has been broken. Again, the story of shalom. Fast forward because I couldn't do this, even though this is a Hebrew word, I feel like we should probably talk about Jesus uh, who enters the stage in the midst of in the midst of Jewish oppression and calls on the world to understand things differently. Goes from person to person, restoring wholeness to individuals, completing what is broken in communities and in people and in relationships from one to the next to the next. And ultimately, giving up his own life for the sake of wholeness and for the sake of shalom. From beginning to end, The biblical text is a story about bringing peace and unity, shalom and wholeness to the world around us. The early church begins working and the early church is dedicated to caring for people on the margins, is dedicated for lifting those up that need jobs, for, for feeding those that are hungry, for looking after one another. There's some research that shows that Christians in the early church actually survived diseases and, uh, and illness better because they cared for one another in ways that weren't as common. The story of the church is about bringing wholeness and completeness and unity and, and, um, and peace to the world around. Typically, when we talk about peace, in our own language we talk about very specific up and against war and in this series we have to we have to separate those two conversations because our our conversation about peace and i hesitate even to use it when we're going through this story is so rooted in that idea of war that we have a problem when we talk about peace in the sense that shalom has that this, this deeper meaning in this deeper context of wholeness Shalom is our connection to the world around us, to our community, to our family. It is our connection to the land. I don't want to harp on our current culture and setup and things, but the reality is we live in a very disconnected world. And if our entire text that we're reading and going back to and referencing for guidance and for faith and for understanding who God is, if our entire text is focused on this process of wholeness and unity and concern and, and lifting up our entirety, entire community, then the way we think about the world around us needs to change. And the way and the disconnected way that we live our lives Needs to change, not in a negative way, but a, in a deeper understanding and connection to one another, to our land, to our world. As we think about each of those places, first in creation, and then in the story of Abraham, in the the story of the Exodus, in uh, the prophets, and in the the restoration of of the Jewish people after exile and and in the story of Jesus in each of those we're watching a community struggle toward peace and it's not the separation from war it is a struggling toward a a commonality among them on friday night when i got news about everything that was happening with anita place i sent a friend A message who, um, was part of the decision making team. I asked them either, I said, either we are just a bunch of people living in the same location or we are a community that has to look after one another in all senses of the word. Shalom is that story. Peace is, in, in this uh, concept of God's peace throughout the text, it is that story of recognizing that everyone in our community matters and that bringing unity and commonality through all of those in our family, in our community, and beyond is part of what shalom is. And we can't do that if we're not caring for, if we're not looking after, if we're not seeing the world differently. I think I got off on a tangent, but this is the the depth of Shalom that we're going to do. So we're going to do a few things over the next few weeks. Actually, I won't be up next week. It'll be Melissa, thank you, Melissa, on bodily Shalom, which will be quite interesting. And then we're also going to do, um, we're going to dig in a little bit to uh, a a Muharista theology, which is a... uh, well, it's a, it's a Latina feminist theology, um, but it's deeply connected to our idea of shalom and used in a, in a way that we should be thinking about and recognizing. And, and we're also going to pull out some scripture throughout, throughout our process and, and talk about some different things, communal, individual, uh, family-oriented, and, and just see how shalom should be shaping Different parts of our lives. Oh, and the land. That's vital. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Open Door Church. Our intro and outro music was created by Lee Rosevear and is used under a Creative Commons by attribution license. Have a great week. Ask the hard questions and explore God's love. Everyone is always welcome to join the journey with us at Open Door. Learn more at opendoorfamily.ca. That's opendoorfamily.ca.